everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today to bring you another interview of our favorite Hallmark talent. And we're so lucky today to have actress Lara Miata on the podcast. And uh, I'm Rachel. And thank you so much, Lara, for coming on and talking with us. For sure. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. So what we like to do with our podcast is just ask our guests to tell, introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to become an actress. Uh, well, I'm Laura Miata. Uh, I'm an actress from Toronto, Canada. And uh, I always, like, I grew up, my parents were amazing. I did so many extracurriculars. I grew up doing um, dance lessons and singing lessons. And I always loved putting on shows for my parents in the basement or the backyard. Um, as a family, we'd go to see so many musicals. And I, we just grew up watching Rodgers and Hammerstein movies at Christmas. And so I feel like the performance was always, something that I was drawn to and uh, in high school my high school had a really good musical program and I had a really good musical theater program so I auditioned for one of the shows and uh, the head of the department came to me and was like we really like you for Eliza for My Fair Lady and I was like oh my gosh that's amazing and they were like we want you to be her understudy and I was like oh okay <laughs> um, he was like you know you're you're an okay singer and so I was like immediately humbled because <laughs> right. um, I thought I was a fantastic singer and um, he's like but you're a really great actress and you've really got this accent and we really think you and the girl that is going to be the lead could work really well together and you could learn from each other and I was like okay okay so I didn't really think that that was a strength because I'd done community theater and I I just love the singing and the dancing and yet this man was like you know we think that you're a great actress and I was like oh yeah I guess acting is part of Musical theater. So, okay, okay, I'll, I'll embrace that and we'll go with it. And, uh, and I realized I really, that is, that is the part that I love the most. I love stories and storytelling and, um, and acting is a really great way to do that. So I guess that was what I, I found in, in high school. And then um, I'm half Japanese and uh, Ukrainian, English and French. And when I told my dad that I wanted to study theater, um, he was like, okay, well, which, which college are you going to study theater at? And I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to. And so that was a bit of a, a conversation. Um, <laughs> but I did find a, right? I did find a really great program that I got to do a, a diploma and a degree at the same time and study acting, um, like practical acting, but also like the history of acting and uh, language and stuff like that. Um, in in Mississauga, which is just outside of Toronto, the, the University oh. of Toronto, they had a Mississauga campus. So I did both of those, and and so it's, I, it's always been one of those things that I've been and driven by. And mm -hmm. you know, when when you think that you're going to do one thing and then another thing, and you're like, oh, okay, well, how would how do I pursue this? And yeah. yeah, it's just been something that I don't know that I one moment specifically inspired me, but a lot of moments brought me to where I am yeah. now. Yeah. Very cool. So did you ever get to perform as the understudy or? Did I did. Part of the, part of that sort of offer was that I got to do one show. Okay. So I, I understudied the other four shows and I got to do one show. So my friends and family came to that one show and, and that was, it was great though. So I, I love Audrey Hepburn. I love that movie. I love the musical. It was just yeah. so fun. Yeah. That's really fun. There's nothing like high school theater. I I was in high school theater myself. We did a yeah yeah we did the Wiz and Bye Bye Birdie uh, and um uh and Oklahoma and then Little Abner. Oh, 
and uh so yeah it was it was uh so much fun the best yeah I, I love it and there's it's so fun to just after school work on something with your friends and you yeah. know, just this really wonderful community who you don't feel judged by because you're all in it together you're all working towards this project and that yeah, yeah it's really special for sure that's why I think a show like By Birdie is so great. And I think My Fair Lady would actually be really good as well because I think that uh, for high school theater, they should have shows that have big choruses and as many mm-hmm. people can participate as want to participate. Because totally. uh, same thing with The Witch. You have all the munchkins and you've got all the flying monkeys and you have the citizens of Oz. There's so many places where mm-hmm. you can put in uh in people <laughs> so because i just think yeah. everybody should basically be able to participate i mean my sister her school did into the woods and as great of a oh. show as that is oh, it's really, yeah. you know what i mean like it has such a small cast it's like a main six or main yeah you know. and so i don't think it's as fun for high school to do as something like maybe it's not as great by by birdie but it's got tons of group scenes so mm-hmm. that's my theory on high school theater no, no, that's a good point. The, the year after that, we did Little Shop of Horrors, which yeah. um, there's tons of, like, there's the, uh, what are they called, the the girls, the uh, Skid Row girls. So oh, all yeah. of us were, like, this chorus of Skid, there, there's obviously the main story, but yeah, we just got to be the, the girls in the chorus, and then our last year, we did Sound of Music, which was great, because there's a lot of leads, but there's, like, tons of children and nuns, yeah. and yeah. and so that that was fun, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. I, the weird part about I think it's a little jarring about Sound of Music is just that I think it's one of the few musicals that I think the movie is a lot better than the stage music, yes. in my opinion. Yes, we we did do a few tweaks because there were some songs that are part of the musical that were really lovely, but they I don't know. We just yes, I okay, I, I agree. Because like we, the two, we did get rid of one of them. Oh, smart. Because the two and we added the sixteen seventeen because I love that song and it's not in the musical. Yeah, this the two songs sung by Elsa and Max. Mm-hmm. Not great. They're not great, and they make their characters way more unlikable than in the movie. That's They're a lot true. more screaming and yeah. I feel like we kept one of them because we wanted them to, to have. We wanted them to have that uh-huh. moment. Yeah. But I agree. So, and there's, you can't, I mean, it was so fun to do, but you cannot top Julie Andrews. No, no. And, yeah. <laughs> we tried, we tried our best and it was really fun. And, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's really cool. I love, I love theater and uh, it's just such a fun experience. But was it, was it interesting transitioning since you had your schooling in theater? You had, you know, things, was it interesting transitioning to television work? Yeah, I did theater right out of, um, out of theater school. And that's how I got one of my agents. Um, and she does a lot of film and television, which was great, but I just felt like I, it was new all over again because it is, it's so different. Um, you don't have to speak as loudly. I'd, I'd often be told in auditions, like, it's okay. it's okay. Like you can talk normally. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, but when I went back to theater, it was like, Oh, we can't hear you in the back. And I, it was right. just, just that knowledge of the different mediums and, and how you don't have to do, you don't have to do as much because it's not that the audience is, you know, a hundred feet away from you. They're, they are right in your face. You're like so calming just, down on the diaphragm breathing. <laughs> totally. And, um, and something as, as simple as, as, knowing where your light is in theater you just you hit this general mark and as long as you feel the light you're good 
but in, in film, if, if I just lean like a little bit to the left, oh, half my face might be in a shadow. Right. And so it took me a while to become aware of that and to make those adjustments as I'm working without having to have the, you know, we'll, we'll call cut and, you know, see, uh, take two, like, Laura, can you just make sure you, you lean to your right because you lean, lean to your left. And so, and that, that was a, an adjustment for me, but it was a, a really cool way to learn was by doing it. Because I know that in a lot of on-camera classes, you work on just the technique of acting on camera and how you don't have to do as much. But um, you can't set up an entire crew for a, a, an acting class. So working and learning at the same time is, you, I mean, it's a steep learning curve, but you learn so much so quickly. It's so fascinating. I feel like, well, I feel like I'm still learning tons of stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, we all are. <laughs> still figuring yeah. this out. I'm still figuring out a podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> you get better as you go. Uh, so you had your first role in, in Degrassi, is that correct? On, on television? Is that my first job? My like, first job. It is. <laughs> I think, okay. I think I may have shot. Yeah, no, I think that that was probably my first one. And what was, what was funny about that was that um, I, I'd watched the initial I don't know if you ever watched the initial one growing up. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And, and so it was funny to see like Snake was still in it. And, and, uh, and some of the characters were like teachers and, and parents and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. Sorry, what were you going to ask? No, I was just, were you super nervous? Like coming in your first I was, role? I was so nervous. Um, I showed up and somebody was like, oh my gosh, we have to do something different with your hair and, and give you a headband because um, this girl named Nina Dobrev is on the show and you look kind of like her and we don't want people to get confused. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't think that that could be an, an issue either. And I, I got, I guess I got home and I researched her and I was like, oh my gosh, you think I look like her? That's like the biggest compliment of life. Like that's, <laughs> that's amazing. And, but yeah, I showed up and because they have a, a permanent set, it was very comfortable. There was the, I had a scene with Natty and I had a scene, uh, I forget what his name was, but they were, they were so nice. They were really down to earth uh-huh. and I felt really comfortable and the crew knew cool. what they were doing because they'd been doing it for so long. And um, yeah, I just felt really welcomed, which was a nice feeling. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. So you have this thing that you do call or you're just starting up this real chicks flicks, these posters that you do where you replace the iconic posters and you have them with women instead of with men and I, yeah. I really thought they were fun the ones you've done I hope you're gonna keep doing them and what was your sort of inspiration behind that project and uh and I don't know how did you feel about I guess how they turned out and that whole thing yeah thank you um I I was really excited about that project I was sitting around with a girlfriend we were having frozen yogurt somewhere and we were talking about uh, social media uh-huh. And I, I, I want to be a part of social media in a way that is authentic and start conversations. And I don't always know how to do that. And we were talking about ways that we could do that. And she is a stylist and I'm an actress, obviously. And we were like, how can we work on something together? And I was like, I don't know, maybe we could take, take photos of us doing fun things. Or what if we took photos of like our favorite, inspired by our favorite movies? And that kind of got me thinking. And, and she was like, okay, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know, like, what, what if we, you know, Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Like, what if I dressed like Ferris Bueller and, like, lean up against, I don't know, something, and we take a picture? Or what, what would modern-day Ferris Bueller look like? And she was, kind of, she was kind of into it, and I, I don't know, we finished our yogurt and went for a walk and went home, and I got home, yeah. and I was thinking about it, and I couldn't, I just, I, there was something to it that I was, I got really excited about. I didn't know what that was, so I was, 
I Googled the you know, best movie posters or best movies of all time and looked at a million movie posters. And as I was looking at them, some of them were so fun. And, oh, I was writing this one down and this one down. And I, I was like, who, who would I be in this one? Like who, mm-hmm. these are, you know, Caucasian men that are usually around 30 or so. And how do I fit into that? And it, it, when you think about, and then I started thinking about how we consume images as a culture and, and things like um, Tinder or Netflix, you're encouraged to look at an image and, you know, scroll through one. And when you select a certain one, you're choosing how you're going to spend your time based on that image. Mm-hmm. And th- there was something really interesting about that because I just looked at like a hundred movie posters and which one was I going to watch and, and what are they saying about the movie? And it's, it's, you're telling a, a story in a, in a picture or you're, you're trying to engage somebody about a story in a picture. And I was just thinking, wow, a lot of stories are written about, they're not necessarily appealing to Caucasian men, but they're, they feature Caucasian men primarily. And then I, I went back and looked at those posters and I was like, okay, where are the women in these posters? And they're, they were usually um, very small uh, mm-hmm. in, in sort of the background or mm-hmm. very in the, in the foreground, but scantily dressed and, mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this saying about the movie? Or what's it saying about what it thinks people will come and watch, regardless of if that's the story that they're telling. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, how would we do this as a poster? Because there are so many cool movies that have roles that I I think that, oh, it would be so cool to see a, a woman play this role. And I thought, what if we took these iconic movie posters and replaced them with women? with a focus on diversity because, you know, being half Japanese, mm-hmm. I grew up really not seeing myself in the movies I, I love and, and would watch. And the closest thing to seeing myself was seeing a Latina woman. So I, I grew up thinking mm-hmm. like, Oh, I must look like Selma Hayek. I must look like, um, like these, like these women. Cause I didn't, I, I'm not fully Asian, but I'm not fully Caucasian. So I mm-hmm. didn't really know how I fit. And I just thought, wouldn't it be great to show pictures of what I feel like the, the world is looking more like today? And I started just brainstorming that I just called it like the photo project and, and what, what, we, what we would do and who I would source. And, and the, the whole idea was to challenge the, maybe not the conscious bias, but the subconscious bias of the viewer while advocating for females in lead roles. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and what would that look like and how would people react based on the photo, would they have a really positive reaction or would they, would they be like, this is a piece of garbage. I would never watch this, even though I'm familiar with this story and with this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Something about that was interesting just to yeah. just, instead of engaging people with words to challenge them with that mm-hmm. photo. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. I, I, how do you feel about sort of the, the gender swap movies that we've gotten? Do you feel like it's been successful or because I mean, we've gotten now quite a few where they've tried you know tried this and we're going to get some more uh how, do you have any feelings kind of about like whether it's ghostbusters or oceans oh, Eight I see what you or mean. okay you know i don't know if you I got a chance to see any of them i did i saw ghostbusters i haven't seen oceans eight yet but i i still would like to in spite of sort of the quote-unquote critical reviews. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's hard for any movie to recreate itself at any time. Something like Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters and and the Ocean series, they're so iconic and they were created in a a specific time with a specific group of people that to 
kind of copycat that is very difficult, even with TV, like doing a, a new Lethal Weapon series, doing a new Magnum PI series. Those are, it's very hard to achieve the same thing that it was when it was brand new and it was an entirely new idea. So, I mean, I, I want to support those movies, but they're all, they're kind of working. I feel like they're working against themselves because they're saying, compare me to this original thing that you've already grown to know and love because sequels are always, always hard, regardless of yeah. how you make a sequel. It's so true. I feel like it's not really judged as fairly these, these gender swaps, I think it's great that people are, are doing them and experimenting with them and giving women the opportunity to play these roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think how we interpret how they've been received isn't as fair as if we were to create a modern day, our own origin story of this group of women who fight whatever and how that would look. Because yeah. then it would be its own thing that you could compare to a Ghostbusters kind of movie or an Ocean's yeah. kind of movie. Yeah, um, that's like, really like the way that Bridesmaids. So, sorry. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I agree with you. I mean, that's when people are like, oh, should we have a Jane Bond instead of James Bond? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Why not just, you could even have her in that universe, but why not have her be a different number agent? Why not yeah. make her, her own thing, her own, her own? I don't know. It just seems like you're just asking for people to compare and to i don't know just just make her her own like own thing uh Mm -hmm. i mean i i didn't hate ghostbusters i thought it was a fine disposable you know blockbuster i was entertained by it i had enough laughs for me to enjoy um (laughs) but uh because i i kind of think the original is overrated to be perfectly honest um it's fine but i don't think it's one of the greatest comedies ever made like some people do right Anyway, um, and I was <laughs> admittedly disappointed by Ocean's Eight. Uh, once the once the uh, the heist gets going, then it's quite enjoyable. But I found the preamble right. to it very slow and just not. I didn't think it used its to cast as well as I was hoping because I loved the trailers. I was very hyped for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so you might actually enjoy it more than me because now you're kind of going in with sort of low expectations that might actually help right. you. But um, I was, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And it wasn't great, but it wasn't like awful. I just was like, it just took so long for, I thought to get going, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I'm really, really hopeful for the um, new men in black movie. Uh, Cause I think it looks great and it's an in, it's kind of a i feel like it's sort of an interesting in between of ideas because it's just mm-hmm. you know tessa thompson and we already know that tessa thompson and chris hemsworth are gonna have amazing chemistry because they were so <laughs> or ragnarok and so i feel like it that like it's an interesting it, it's just a you know swap out one uh one of the characters not every character but it's a swap out that i think makes sense and I think mm-hmm. it's really fun. And uh, yeah. so I don't know. I, that one I, I think could be a, a, a very, um, I'm very hopeful for it. Yeah. Because it's no, also a franchise I, that the last two movies were not great. So it's not like, what, <laughs> what are they going to do? Are they going to, it's going to be worse than those? It's not like some hollowed franchise that people, I don't think, that people like some sacred franchise. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that'll help it no, too. No, I know. I like what you said about the Bond series because 
what I loved about doing the bond posters was yeah. that I think a girl could be a secret agent. Right. I don't know that you would need a secret agent to be the girl version of bond because she would do it so differently. Yeah. And, and that would be an interesting way to do it, to have her be like, I don't know, 008 or 005 or whatever. And, and it's still in that vein, like you said, but yeah. she gets to claim her own, her own identity and establish her own characters based on the parameters that we understand that 007 has to work under. Yeah. Cause I don't think that Hollywood is quite figured out aside from maybe Mad Max Fury Road, I don't feel like they have really figured out how to use women effectively in action yet. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been some attempts, but they haven't like something like Atomic Blonde that just didn't quite, quite work. I, I feel like they, they don't quite know how to sort of use the unique, uh, I don't know, unique aspects of being a woman in today mm -hmm. and, and how to, to make them not just be a man kind of pretending to be a man, like to use it sort of effectively. I, I don't think we've quite gotten there and we've gotten close in certain, like, you know, with like Ray and star Wars or some other things, mm -hmm. but I think, I don't know, it's just not quite, quite there yet. And so I think that's sort of the yeah. big hurdle to, uh, to kind of overcome. There was Tomb Raider this last year that I think tried, mm -hmm. and I didn't think it was as bad as other people did. I thought it had some good things mm -hmm. about it, but um, I don't know. We're just not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, I mean, Wonder Woman was great. So I guess there's that, but um, that was, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And I, so I, I encourage you to keep promoting them, keep making them. Cause I, I really enjoyed them. I thought they were really fun. Oh, thank so, you. I'm so glad. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to doing a few others. If I can get the, the people and the, the resources yeah. together. That'd be great. What is also really cool is we have women in uh, these non-traditional roles uh, in movies more and more, which is exciting. But I'm also excited to see sort of resurgence of traditional femininity as well, because there's no mm -hmm. reason why you have to you have to do well, just one or the other. Like both are good, and mm -hmm. you know, so it makes me really happy that we had something like Crazy Rich Asians this year, which uh, you know, traditional romantic yeah. comedy executed so well, and it had been yeah. so long since we had had something like that in the theaters like yeah like a lovely rom-com yeah it's, it's part of the reason why i started you know watching hallmark was because there was no romantic comedies in the theater mm. yeah and uh so i was like well I better start watching hallmark more regularly and then we ended up doing the podcast oh, full of romance for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know it's i'm I, i'm happy to see sort of both happening and uh and more because there's so much entertainment out there for men there's not as much yeah. entertainment out for women and uh and so hopefully that's changing but anyway so yes so your first role for hallmark was in i'll be home for christmas mm -hmm. uh, so uh that was directed by james brolin he seems like a funny guy nice guy was that fun to work with him yeah, he was lovely. The funny thing was I auditioned for the project uh, and it was under a different name. And I, I usually look at the directors and the producers and under director, it said Jim Brolin. And I was like, you know, in the entertainment industry, if your name is close to somebody else's name, you have to change it. And I thought, okay, well, I don't know who Jim Brolin is, but that, okay, this is, this, this is a lovely fun script and I don't know who's playing who, but this is, this would be a really fun role to play. And uh, I get the, I get the job. I'm super excited. I get the call sheet and it says director James Brolin. And I, almost lost. I was like, uh, well, I'm, oh, 
uh, uh, mm, uh, okay. Like okay, Mr. so this is, is his. Yeah. And he goes by Jim. Okay, so, okay. uh, okay. Be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was really excited. And, um, and he, he's a lovely director. Being an actor, he, the way he'll approach a scene, he'll be like, how did that, what do you feel about this? And, and do you want to try when, you, when, you're, when you're saying this? What if we just do it like the two of you sitting side? And I got to work with Mina Savari, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really lovely and she's really fun. And our first day was an entire day of just scenes with her and I. It was the first day of the shoot, so uh-huh. it was a really lovely introduction to the project. And uh, yeah, it was just her and I sitting next to each other, and we were talking about um, talking about her mom and talking about her, like in the, our characters. We're talking we're talking together about these moments, and it was just it just I I felt like I was so trusted with this because of the way he directed at us and the way that we were able to work together. It, it just felt effortless, and it was it was just a really it was a really beautiful feeling. Yeah. Good. Because I, I wasn't sure what to expect with two people of such um, reputation in Hollywood. I, mm-hmm. You know, and so to, to walk in and feel like you're a peer and that you're, um, you're, you're just very comfortable. It was mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one in a long time. So you had some, uh, some were you like her best friend or what was your role? I was, yeah. yeah, it was her best friend. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's good. That's great. That's a good way to start. Uh, and then yeah. you, you, you were in Love on Ice. Uh, what was I your role in that one? Uh, I played Julie Berman's best friend. Uh, she okay. is a, uh, she used to be a, an Olympic skater and who's making a big comeback and uh, I, am, I play her best friend. So did you get her to work with Andrew Walker? I did. Yeah, we had a few scenes together. Um, in the scene where we all surprised her as the fundraiser, we came up with like a little secret handshake, and I think it made it in. I you can only see the tail end of it, uh-huh. but he was really lovely too. Yeah. Um, he's from he's from Toronto originally, and then I think he lives in LA. Is he as handsome in real life as he is on television? He, he is quite he is quite handsome. Okay. Um, I heard a lot of the experts talking about him. So yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> No, he's a delight. We we got to interview him this last summer. And he was the best. So oh yeah, he's yeah. super cool. <laughs> and then you got to be on the Good Witch. Uh, I did this last year, which is very exciting. We I love the Good Witch. Friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huge fans. And oh, so good. you were on an episode with where she's hunting down the wedding dress. Yeah. Right. So were you one of the uh, one of the previous owners of the dress or what was your I did I had um so the dress that Cassie was looking for I guess I had I had worn it it was given to me and I had worn it on my wedding and then my husband's cousin asked for it or something and the story is that we didn't have a lot of money so as a gift I I gave her the dress and so then Cassie has to hunt her down and find her and find what had happened to her and and what she did with the dress which was fun yeah. Yeah. We don't get interviewed that many people that have done Good Witch because we tend to interview more people from the uh, um, Vancouver side of things versus the Toronto side of things. And uh, so it's kind of fun. And it's, it, I, I've heard it's a really, I can imagine it's a pretty fun set to be a part of. Oh, yeah. Catherine yeah. was really lovely to work with. Um, yeah. And it was in Hamilton, which is just outside of Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was pretty fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we've gotten yeah. to interview Catherine Disher three times. We love her, and I would oh, love yeah. to interview Catherine Bell because she's the best. But uh, nice. yeah. yeah, so that's really cool. 
And okay, so then you uh, were in the Northern Lights of Christmas? Yeah. Christmas. Oh, that one was so fun. I got to work with Ashley Williams, who was just so love. Like, she's as lovely as she appears to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is such a delight. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I, I really like that one. It took me a little bit to get into it because I felt like the lead guy was just such a pill for, like, unreasonably so at the beginning and i'm like her her like of course he's going to be against her selling the ranch but like it, it was given as such a lovely gesture for her to be able to get her plane and you think he could kind of understand that but he was like pouting like a baby and i'm like what is wrong with you so it took me a while to kind of warm up to him and then i think once they had sort of they they had that tree lighting outside of the you know the tree. Oh. Yeah, that I was kind of like that was magic. That was great, and then the whole thing with the reindeer was adorable. <laughs> I know, right? What's going on? Oh my god! The only thing they totally missed out on is that those reindeer should have been owned by Santa. It's Alaska. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? It would have been perfect. That's, that's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Just like a, it wouldn't have to say necessarily Santa, but it could be like a whimsical guy with like a long beard, you know, and be like, wink, yes. wink, you know, yeah. That would like have made a little it, acknowledgement. To- yeah. That would have been made it even better, but it was so cute. And I also loved the closing of that movie and the final kiss I thought was great. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was so good. It was great. And yeah. I, and she was just so delightful that it won me over the movie because i was first i was like i don't know i'm irritated but then it won me over and i I quite enjoyed it (laughs) yeah she's lovely like when she is decorating the tree and sings those christmas carols to him yeah yeah, i was laughing so hard because and i remember being there on the day and she would do like a different way every time and we were all just like (laughs) stifling our laughter yeah because she's so funny yeah that's cool yeah where was that filmed that, that one was filmed in in North Bay in in uh, just north of Toronto, like four hours north of Toronto. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, very good. So that is that where you are? You li- do you live in Toronto? I do live in Toronto. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very good. Um, okay, uh, then you had just recently where I saw really you made an impression on me was in this winter love story, this last Winterfest movie, and you were the publicist. Uh, Piper, I think, believe yours is your name. Piper. Yes. yes Piper. And I really enjoyed your character in this. I thought you were really bubbly and I liked your chemistry with his. Yeah, it was her best friend, actually. That's it was the coffee shop. That oh, I you know what? Um, Joanna Douglas and I actually went to theater school together. So we got no. to work together again. And it was so wonderful. Yeah. It was like, it just made my heart so happy to work with her and be reunited with her. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense now because yeah. I, I just thought, I thought this has a little bit of chemistry here. Uh, there's, I, I mean, I kind of made a joke on, on uh, Twitter. I was like, if this wasn't Hallmark, these two could be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so dearly, so that makes total sense. Yeah, this BFFs. Let's talk about that. Oh, that's uh, so yeah, funny. Yeah, I, I really, I thought you brought a lot of sparkle and pop to the role. And um, so, what was that like? It's got to had to have been a fun one to work on. Well, thank you. That was it. Was so fun. I loved, I love Piper. She's 
she's one of the favorite people I think I've played. And um, she's one of the favorite, my favorite, I think, not my favorite. Well, no, it's definitely the wardrobe on that show for Piper was so fun. Everything that I wore, I was like, this is so Piper and I love it. This is so Piper and I love it. So that, that really helped too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was so fun. She's just, she's there for everything and she gets to see it unfold and she sees glimpses of things that she doesn't want to make assumptions about, but I think she sees it before, well, I think she sees it before Cassie's willing to acknowledge it. And uh, she's, it's definitely a super fun role. Yeah, it was really cute. Yeah, like you're, you're there were moments where, where uh, you could tell you were kind of being like, oh my gosh, girl, get with it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah, that was really fun. I mean, I love Jen Lilly. She's a delight. Uh, yeah. And just in her movies, but also we've gotten to inter- interview her twice and she's oh nice, okay, amazing. Like, just, yeah, she's, nice. she's such a good person. And, yeah. uh, yeah. and Kevin McGarry oh my gosh he is so dreamy i just that, was gonna say, that sounds like a heart throbbing oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> yeah like honestly i tweeted it out i'm like it's almost distracting to the whole story <laughs> of the movie because he's so handsome i just can't like it's really just something else and he was in two uh winterfest movies which is very unusual yeah. for them to double up on an actor in uh in one month like that uh but uh he i think i think winter love story is slight i would say a slightly better i like it slightly better than uh, the winter castle (laughs) but i enjoyed both but (laughs) but yeah he i'm sure that he's as charming in real life as he is on his his characters he is he's so lovely and he's so kind yeah i got to know him quite well yeah i'm sure uh you're saying some of the extras were sort of twitterpated with Kevin McCary. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. love Kevin McCary. Yeah, sure. and that scene where he shows up at the end, um, everybody was encouraged because it, because it's Elliot Summersby. Um, uh-huh. The background had been given direction to like pull your phones out, and, and then the director's like, "But don't actually take pictures as much as you want a picture of Kevin McCary on your phone. Please right. don't actually record it." I'm not sure if any of them did and did it secretly, but um, right, just turn off the flash. Yeah. <laughs> click, click. That's funny. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just his eyes are so blue. I've never seen <laughs> being that such blue eyes. It's amazing. That was so amusing. Please do tell him to come on the podcast. Um, yeah, he's great and we're really excited to see him come on when calls the heart i think it's going to be very fun i really liked that ending scene it reminded me a lot of the whole movie kind of reminded me a little bit of notting hill just slightly uh okay. with sort of yep. famous person and the less kind of more normal person whatever but especially that ending scene with the whole news right. conference and and you know he's raises his hand and just like the ending of notting hill and i almost expected yeah. him to say uh, you know the readers of horse and hound will be glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i thought that i'm just a boy standing in front of a girl asking her to love him back <laughs> right uh yeah i guess it would be kind of switched from notting hill uh, yeah (laughs) yeah but um uh but i thought that ending was really good and uh, yeah it was really fun and so yeah that was great you all did a very good job uh do you have any up-and-coming projects that you're excited about or 
no, I have nothing up and coming just yet. That was kind of my before Christmas when I took a break uh-huh. over Christmas, which was nice. nice. My body decided to get a nice illness, but uh, uh-huh. I'm feeling a lot better and excited for the new year. So. Oh, good. Well, we're excited to see what happens. Well, so we have... Uh, so we have some silly questions we like to end the interview off with. We call them the Teen Beat questions. I and love that you call them the Teen yeah. Beat questions. <laughs> Amber found them from a real issue of Teen Beat. That's why I called Thank them. Thank you, Amber. These are, yes. these, I'm so excited for this. All right. Here we go. So the first no, question. Shoot. Okay, I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> You'll do it. Okay. First question. What is the best ice cream flavor? Vanilla, because you can put anything you want on it, depending on how you feel. It's a good call. You can't go wrong with. I know it's so plain, but I feel like I never eat just vanilla, so that's why it's my favorite. Like anything. Would you rather have soft serve or a hard hard serve? The hot, like like fresh out of the freezer, like rock hard. Yeah, gives your arm a cramp. Yeah, yeah, that's That's perfect. Yeah, Yeah. good call. Okay, Uh, what is your favorite color? teal or aqua or turquoise that in that vein of yeah or navy like I'm, I'm big on blues but and I like mixing the darks and the lights but yeah teal aqua good choice all right uh what music are you listening to right now your favorite music <laughs> I love boy bands so much yes. and so I have a <laughs> I have a lot of One Direction um I recently found old nice. CDs of mine so I have um yeah. Backstreet Boys and Instinct. I put a little aqua on my playlist. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. So you're, you're that girl. You used to spread all over all the teams. You're not like Team Instinct versus Team Backstreet Boys. You, you're just like them all. No, I embrace them all. Hanson, Moffat, <laughs> you know, all the all the good ones. Good. One Direction. Yeah. 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 Good. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, what is your go-to date night food? I'd like a nice steak, yeah. but I'm also good with like pizza and nachos. So it depends on, yeah, tacos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> smart. I mean, steak is great because you know it's going to be classy, first of all. And second of all, right. it's just super, you're not going to get messy. It doesn't smell. It doesn't, you don't have to use your hands. It's just really a good right. choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. All right. <laughs> uh, so then what is your go-to date night activity? I like going to the, um, we used to live downtown for about 10 years. So we like going downtown to like find new spots that we never got to go to, go visit our favorite old spots, um, just Uh walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I also love going to the movies. So yeah, but we have a very, we have a theory in on this podcast about going to the movies on a date. We think instead of doing dinner and a movie, you should always do movie and dinner because totally. then you have something to talk about at dinner. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so. then you get to like, instead of like in the car talking about it on the way home, you yeah. get to actually like dive into why you like this, why you like this, what your favorite scene was, what you disliked about that, why you were disappointed with this, why you were so excited about this. I, I right. agree. I love yeah. talking about movies. So, so that's a good one <laughs> to do it. So it's a movement we're trying to start here. This, this is how it should be done. Movie so, and dinner. Movie and dinner. <laughs> so, all right. What do you prefer, dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Uh, do you have a dog? <laughs> I feel like you're very disappointed with that. No, answer. no. <laughs> I bet most people pick, okay. pick dogs. I'm actually on team dogs myself over team okay. cats, but Amber is on team cats. 
sorry, Amber. <laughs> uh, so, all right, beaches or mountains? Mountains. Mm, okay. Uh, then, uh, would you rather be in fancy dress or sweats? Uh, like on a regular day? Or just whenever, which, which you think is sort of more fun. Do you look forward to like getting all dressed up or did you dread it? Oh, I definitely look forward to, yeah, I definitely look forward to wearing like, what is it called? Active leisure wear. (laughs) (laughs) That's what gets me the most excited. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So what is your favorite holiday? Christmas. Very good. Uh, it's hard to beat Christmas. It really is. I know. I was yeah. like, gonna... especially in the world of Hallmark, it's really hard. Uh, <laughs> so the, I guess. Okay. Yeah. There's a very good holiday. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the only one that I think is like comparable, I think maybe to Christmas is maybe birthday. Because on your birthday, it's all you, and you're getting presents oh, like you do on yeah. Christmas. That so, is true. Yeah. But it's not like a national holiday. I mean, if it was a national holiday, that would also be pretty amazing. <laughs> That's true. Um, Easter. Easter's good. Yeah, uh, Easter's pretty fun. Underrated candy holidays, Easter. That's such good candy. Yeah. People always think of Halloween or Christmas. Halloween is candy. Yeah. But Christmas. Halloween, dressing up in Halloween is fun. Yeah, no, Christmas. Yeah, that yeah, was my guess. Yeah. It's good. All right. Last question. And it's hard because this you don't have Hallmark Channel in Canada. But what is your favorite Hallmark movie? I feel like that's an impossible question. And you can pick uh, one you've I been in. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh man. See, I love all the things I have been in for different reasons. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would say Winter Love Story, and I'm not sure if that's because it's the most recent, uh-huh. but I feel like I would say that because I worked the most days, so I got to know the cast and the crew, the entire experience was so wonderful. Like, we went karaokeing together. Yeah. We got to go to work. Like, everything about that shoot was so enjoyable, and, yeah. uh, that's and, that, one, and that makes so. the movie fun for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that that would be Okay, good. Very good. Well, you passed the test. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> we'll keep letting you make Hallmark movies. <laughs> okay, good. Oh. Yeah, yeah, very good. So this has been so much fun. It's, so, it's such a delight to talk with you. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again. Let us know, how can people uh, follow you online, social media, all that fun stuff? Oh, thank you. It has been lovely. I've really enjoyed it. Um, on Twitter, I am at Laura Miata, L-A-U-R-A-M-I-Y-A-T-A. On Instagram, I am at L Miata, spelled E-L-L-E-M-I-Y-A-T-A. Um, I have a Facebook page, Laura Miata, and uh, the poster project that we were talking about is called Real Chick Flicks, and it's at realchickflicks.com. Great. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, make sure you guys, if you're listening, make sure you follow the podcast, Homeworkies Pod, all over social media. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews all over as well. So, thanks again, Laura. This was really fun. And uh, yeah, we'll have to talk again soon. Thanks so much, Rachel. I would love that. Bye. Bye.